the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Staggerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. John Fetterman, where are you? Yeah, in case you've forgotten, he's running for Senate in Pennsylvania, and he's leading in the polls, believe it or not. We'll have to wait until November to find out if he wins that, but around here, he's already won. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. That's right, we don't like to pick on anybody when they're down. Uh, You may have heard that he had a stroke, but he is still running. And he keeps criticizing his opponent, Dr. Oz, for being rich. That's a problem. And selling himself as a blue-collar guy. That's what, um, that's what Fetterman is doing. But now that he's running for an office that people actually care about, as opposed to, you know, lieutenant governor, uh, the word is getting out about just what a phony he is. His parents supported him until he was 49. 49. How many people do you know who were still... Being getting an allowance. That's what he's got. He got an allowance from his parents until he was 49. His only job was mayor of Braddock, a job that paid him 120 bucks a month. And the word got out that he wasn't very good at doing the most important thing in any job, showing up. He missed a lot of meetings, so he's a phony. And so far, he has refused to debate Dr. Oz. And his representative said, Oz wanting to debate was a sign of desperation. Now, he's made this point, he's made his point, I should say, with, uh, with the hoodie and the shorts. We get it. He's a regular guy. He's got tattoos and everything. But he's also a socialist who hates fracking, loves big government, and apparently he loves to let bad people out of prison as soon as possible. And it all adds up to make him something else. The windows are us, jerk. Of the week. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. In our second half hour, we're not going to talk about the affidavit coming out about the uh, Mar a Lago. You know why? It bores me to death. You can't believe anybody on either side uh, looking at pieces of paper with the important stuff blacked out makes no sense to me. It's a waste of everybody's time. So if you're looking for that, you'll have to go somewhere else. We will have Selena Zito here to get an update on the the, uh, race in uh, Pennsylvania and also talk about Ron DeSantis' visit to Pittsburgh. And coming up, the president of the American College of Pediatricians, to give you an update on transgender insanity coming to a hospital near you. Stick around. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Windows are us. You've tried the rest, now try the best. 
Ad paid for by the Centennial Group. Attention Marines, military personnel, families, and contractors who were stationed at Camp Lejeune. Were you present at Camp Lejeune between August 1953 and December of 1987? You may be entitled to significant compensation. For nearly 34 years, those in the Marine Corps base Camp Lejeune were exposed to contaminated drinking water, resulting in devastating injuries, including several forms of cancer, adverse birth outcomes, Parkinson's disease, and more. North Carolina's procedural laws have prevented victims from getting the justice they deserve. But passage of the Camp Lejeune Justice Act of 2022 would allow you or a loved one to file a lawsuit seeking compensation for illnesses and injuries linked to the toxic water. Call today for your free consultation. 800-860-3973. Let our experienced attorneys fight to get you the compensation you deserve. And you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. Call 800-860-3973. That's 800-860-3973. Again, 800-860-3973. Today, the majority of children have already been exposed to pornography by age 11. Even though most of this is accidental, this exposure can have disastrous consequences for their mental health and future well-being. If you want to protect your child and set them up to have healthy relationships, you need Canopy. Canopy is the most effective technology on the planet for blocking pornography. Canopy's app uses artificial intelligence to identify and filter explicit content on every website. It can do this in milliseconds and is 99.9% accurate. While other apps block entire pages, Canopy is the only tool that filters within websites, plucking out explicit images and videos before they appear. Its image scanning technology also prevents users from taking and sending sexts. The internet is awash in pornography, but your kids don't have to see it. Head on over to canopy.us forward slash protect to start your 30-day free trial. Enter the promo code PROTECT and get 15% off the regular price for life. If you're considering protecting your retirement with gold or silver, listen up. Mark Davis here. One company I trust for this, Advantage Gold, the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. They've won the best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because they really educate their clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. Call 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Talk to one of their experts. They can send you a free gold kit along with a free copy of the Wall Street Journal national bestseller, The Great Devaluation. Number again, 800-900-8000. Don't wait any longer. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value, all from Advantage Gold. 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Call Advantage Gold today. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Inflation is soaring. Prices are going up everywhere except Legacy Box. That's right. When our number people wanted us to raise prices, we said heck no. That's un-American. When times get tough, Legacy Box stands strong. Introducing the Legacy Box Inflation Busters Sale. Not $15 a tape, not $12, 9 Yes, just $9 a videotape. We're in a race to save your family's recorded past from the risk of fires, natural disasters, and the decay of time. Don't let this summer's heat age your videotapes, film reels, and fade your photos. Legacy Box saves your memories by professionally converting all your analog formats to digital on thumb drive or the cloud. And it's all done here in the USA. Legacy Box is simple and safe with over a million satisfied customers. For a limited time, you can get started for just $9 a tape. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 offer. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Over the last uh, week or so, various hospitals around the country um, have been busy editing their websites, other promotional material. They, they seem to have gone from bragging about having done transgender surgery on minors to denying that they would even consider it. But the evidence has been there. Dr. Quentin Van Meter is um, president of the American College of Pediatricians. He's been speaking out about this insanity for a long time, and he joins us now. Doctor, thanks for being here. Uh, as always, glad to be with you. So I'm guessing you don't need to look at any hospital's website to know that surgeries have been performed on minors and are being performed on minors. Well, we, we've known it all along because individuals have on the Internet have uh, had surgeries done at these places, and they proudly talk about it on their YouTube videos. 
So we know that despite the fact that we hear over and over again as we approach state legislators and have uh, individuals from the, the ideologue community on the transgender affirmation side that no such surgeries are ever performed on minors, and why would a bill that you're proposing for the state of Arkansas or Alabama or Florida or Pennsylvania, why would why in the world would you mention surgeries, which of course are never, never done on minors? And of course, you know, now it comes out that, that on their websites they were advertising that as one of their kudos, the things that they did. And when they got their, their caught with their pants down around their angles, all of a sudden, oh, nope, nope, it's gone. Never mind. We'll take it down. So very interesting. Now, now they are not bragging about it, but they're kind of not denying it either. But they, and um, one of the sites I saw, it, they had uh, an email exchange. Um, that was out in Washington. I'll get you that in a second. But it, w- it was well. I'll just tell you about it now. Out at the University of Washington uh, Medical Center, I think it's called, or Washington Medical, I think it's called. There's a, they actually have the email where they had this information out, and uh, somebody uh, mentioned that hey, you guys are admitting to doing this uh, surgery on minors, and they took down, they they edited the website. And then there are emails back and forth between somebody in charge there saying, listen, let's just not talk about it. Don't deny it. Just don't bring it up. So they're also, it's so obvious that they, they're doing it, and they don't want people to know they're doing it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, because they, they, the recommendations internationally are, are to wait until an older age. However, the World Professional Association of Transgender Health, with WPATH, which is not a, a scientific medical group, it's an, it's a political advocacy, advocacy group, advocacy group, rather. It's, it's, uh, they are, are recommending now that maybe surgeries can be done down to age 16. A younger with very specific special circumstances, which, you know, it's like the, you know, the, you leave one little window open for special circumstances and everybody goes through that window. Um, and so it, we, we know, uh, you know, you see LA program, uh, has done mastectomies on girls as young as 13. And, and so it's, it's happening. Uh, it's a travesty. These kids can't consent to this. There's no possible way that they can have any kind of informed consent about what it means to mutilate their sexual organs and, and become sterile, uh, and, and, you know, not be able to breastfeed as, a, as an adult woman. Um, the, the glib answer from, from San Francisco, from their program, was, well, these girls want, want breasts, they can go out and buy them and have them put in. You know, oh, yeah, it's a big yeah. deal. No. And, you know, I mean, just off the cuff, you know, remark like that. It's just sad and tragic because there is no justification for mutant taking out perfectly healthy organs uh, to, to sort of satisfy uh, an emotional circumstance at the moment of passion in teenage kids. I mean, teenage kids have no, no consistent judgment capability. Their brains have not matured enough to understand long-term consequences of short-term you know, uh, issues. And it's, you know, it's like, it's like a toddler, you know, they want something and they say they want it and they throw a tantrum until they get what they want, unless their parents put their foot down. And that's the same thing with adolescents. You know, if your child adolescent says, I want a BMW because everybody in my class has a BMW and I'm a second class citizen. Yeah. And if I don't get it, I'm going to, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> and the parent says, Oh, well, let's go to the BMW dealership yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, uh, National Children's Hospital in D.C. is now denying that they do surgeries on minors, despite the fact, uh, what I saw this today, they have, there's actually a recording uh, where I saw this online, where uh, I think it was the, um, the, the post-millennial, I think, uh, uh, did it, um, did, this, did this piece, and someone called posing as a mother looking for uh, surgery, for her 16-year-old, um, uh, it's, a, it's a girl, she wants a hysterectomy because she wants to be a, a male. And uh, the person on the other line, they, she gets transferred a couple of times, and she finally gets to the person who's in charge of answering these questions. And she, the woman says, uh, listen, I, um, I have a 16-year-old, uh, and uh, he, I, I don't know if she referred to him as he, but we're looking to get uh, a hysterectomy. Do you do it on kids uh, at that age? And she was told yes. 
and and but the website says they don't. But she was told on the phone the recording is there, and uh, they they're doing it, and they're they're still yeah. they're lying about it and getting away with it. Yeah, you know it's it's uh, you know, and they're very careful about it. The University of Washington uh, sort of did quietly did not retract uh, an article that they published uh, from their department on on the benefits of transgender surgery on the mental health, which caused a plummeting in the suicide rate. Right. Uh, that was published back in March, and and by April they had to sort of essentially quietly realize that the article was an absolute sham. It should never have been seen in the light of day. Its data didn't prove that at all. Uh, and so they sort of said, yeah, that, that's, that's the story. But by the time that retraction was offered, uh, it, the national news media had picked up this, this false statistic about the benefits of trans, transgender surgery and mental health. Uh, and so University of Washington internally uh, had memos saying, well, we understand that the, we were wrong, but we don't want to really, you know, we, it gained us a lot of, of really good press. And so let's not say anything about it. Even, let's just don't, let's just, you know, somebody asks, just don't say anything. And that is an internal memo that was discovered. And then that was published uh, by Jason Rance and the Federalist. And, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's amazing what these universities are doing to, for, you know, it's all about, uh, you know, records of achievement and wokeness, and they want the funding and they want the, the you know, the, the notoriety of being a place that does all the right things at all the right time and are very caring. And, and what they're doing is ruining these children's lives. Uh, it's going to come back at them. There will, there are already lawsuits starting from detransitioners in their young 20s uh, who were transitioned uh, surgically and medically who realized they they were worse off in terms of their mental health and and they are now wondering how did they get presented in their teenage years with all this false information of benefit when there really were you know, nothing the op, the alternatives were never brought up the alternative of uh, counseling and you know dealing with the undercurrent always present mental health issues that gives them this idea that it's 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 a a wonderful fix it's actually become it's a delusion that you can change who you are and change your sex uh successfully medically and surgically hormonally and and surgically you can't you're always going to be the biologic sex you were conceived and fertilized and you know you were at the moment of conception you can't ever change that that is indelible in your body for your lifetime like it or not that's who you are and so these you know the, the notoriety of these academic programs uh i think is going to fall on its on a sword in the in the future and it's going to be a a sad day for them and a reckoning we're talking to dr quentin van meter he's president of the american college of pediatricians yeah i was going to ask you about that uh over in the uk uh, it's the I think it might be the largest transgender clinic in the world. It's, uh, it is the largest in the UK uh, or, or Europe, and it, it may be the largest in the world. They are being sued by over a thousand parents because of uh, negative yep. results from transgender treatments. And the lawyer who's representing these people calls it quote one of the largest medical negligence scandals of all time. Is that an overstatement? No, I think that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I mean it's not it's not negligent. It's it, it's it's purposefully doing something that you know at, at a scientific level they know is totally violating the science, and it's it's their ideology that drives it. So it's purpose. It's not negligent. It's purposeful. Uh, you know, uh, pushing a narrative that has it's based on ideology, not science, and that makes it I think even worse than just being negligent. Yeah, so if you, if it's negligence, you can say, "Oops, I'm sorry, we made a mistake." And they're not right. going to be able to make that argument, are they? No, they're not, because all along we, there have been the voices on our side saying, "This is dead wrong. This is this is mutilation. This is sterilization. This is child abuse." And so there is they can't claim they never heard that. As a matter of fact, the University of Pittsburgh, in particular, quashed my uh, grand rounds at Williamsport, Pennsylvania, uh, that I was supposed to give uh, last December, uh, they, perp- they said I, I was, uh, it was not to be presented at grand rounds because it's, that hospital is part of the UPMC mm-hmm. network of hospitals. And 
from the endocrine division in Pittsburgh came the edict, this doctor will not be allowed to present this grand rounds, period. No one from Pittsburgh called me. No one discussed it with me. It was just an edict, and the director of the hospital in Williamsport said, uh, we just got word you're canceled. Sorry, Charlie. Well, uh, you, you, and, you've been getting a lot of that, haven't you? I mean, we had you on a few years ago, and um, you were getting trashed uh, for, for being a, a heretic or for not going along with the program. And um, get, I'm, I think you were getting kicked off of Twitter and YouTube and all those places, and you were just you were they were trying to cancel you big time, weren't they? Well, it actually happened as a cancellation in in Australia. I was supposed to speak at University of West Australia, and they developed they brought out a a group to demonstrate against my speech, and and the and, and the University of West Australia canceled it uh, on their and their their venue there. So I mean it's it's not I am I'm no I'm not famous. <laughs> yeah. So I don't my Twitter's not after me yet. Yeah. Uh you know and so and I I don't use social media to to talk. That my my YouTube things are are there because people have put posted them on YouTube my mm-hmm. my speeches and stuff that I've given. But yeah, I I have been I have been trashed by uh Jack Turbin who is one of the authors of the most heinous kinds of studies that are Popular, not they're, they're essentially convenience sample studies that have been published repeatedly. He's got at least four articles that claim all the benefits of puberty blockers and transgender uh, therapies, and all of his studies can can be torn to shreds. He uh, he trashed me on Twitter. I know because I uh, somebody sent me the, the yeah. uh, example of it. I don't have an account there, uh, saying that I was in you know incompetent uh, you know a witness in, in the state of Pennsylvania when I was testifying in the uh, you know the state house there in Pennsylvania. And and it's just you know it's just nastiness. It's just you know bitterness. It's uh, you know no one will talk with me. Um, I, I, I got trashed by the head of the endocrine division at the University of Florida, and trying to get a dialogue going with him, he refused to get. He refused to talk to me. Refused well, to exchange ideas, and that's how they work. It's just, you know, you're an you're a transphobe. You're an idiot. We won't talk with you. We don't like you. You're not on our side. So go away and shut up. And that's just not. That's not how science should be done. Science is a an inquiry. It's you know looking to prove a hypothesis uh, with sound data and, and dialoguing, you know, and, and being not upset when someone disproves or you even disprove your hypothesis because you actually looked at the data. So, you know, they're not being very scientific. They're just ideology-driven. We're on the science side and stay away from the politics. Well, meanwhile, in the midst of all this, uh, we have government officials and agencies referring to uh, women as pregnant people, birthing people. Uh, menstruating yep. people uh, it, it's reached yep. that point when we talked to you three years ago whatever it was we had, we didn't see anything like that yet uh, this is where we are now what's it going to take to reverse the insanity um, I think when the lawsuits start coming up and, and the things begin to crumble and grant, grant monies dry up and donations dry up to the universities because of what they're doing uh, there will be a change of heart I think and that's, that's how it's going to happen well, you know, I have about a minute left. Um, I, you're seeing this a lot with the vaccine stuff, uh, the uh, the Great Barrington Declaration. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, yeah, very, very familiar. Yeah, and and um, those pe- those guys were just absolutely vilified for a couple of years, and now they are proving they are looking like uh, they are being proven right, aren't they? And so this this can yes, happen in, in medicine. Yeah. Yes. So that could happen with this. It could happen with this. That, that's our hope and prayer that you know, people wake up. Well, I, I'm uh, glad you're on the show, and we will have you again. And this is a big uh, topic on this show because I think it's total insanity and evil and all kinds of bad things, and something needs to be done about it. So I appreciate you coming on, Doctor. Well, anytime I can help. Okay. Give me a shout. All right. That, that's, doc- that's Dr. Quentin Van Meter. He's president of the American College of Pediatricians, and we will be right back. Investments.com. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Very quick reaction today from former President Donald Trump following the release of 
redacted documents from the Justice Justice Department concerning the FBI search of Trump's Florida home earlier in this month. The former president says, quote, affidavit heavily redacted, nothing mentioned on nuclear, total public relations centrifuge by the FBI and the DOJ. Some $286 million in fraudulent pandemic loans has been recovered by the Secret Service. Money has been returned to the Small Business Administration. An investigation found alleged conspirators submitted economic injury disaster loan applications by using fake employment and personal information. This is SRN News. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, and I'm still mad at timeshare companies. For over a decade, I've been fighting to clean up the timeshare industry by getting folks out of bad timeshares. But after all those battles, I'm still asked, how do they sell timeshares for $25,000 when they're available online for only a dollar? Here's how they do it. They lie. They tell you things like, timeshare's a great investment. You can go anywhere, anytime. Or your maintenance fees will never go up. Everything they do to get you to sign a timeshare agreement is part of a well-planned trap. If you've ever been held hostage at a timeshare presentation and bought, Wesley Financial Group is here to help. To date, we've canceled timeshares for over 30,000 families. And I guarantee you this, we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free timeshare cancellation guide. 800-478-7733. That's 800-478-7733. 800-478-7733. AM 1250, The Answer, The Mike Gallagher Show. He's your happy conservative warrior. Far left school board members are being fired in these school board races. Now, this is part of the political process. You get to vote for school board members, right? The Charleston Post and Courier doesn't want a school board election to be a political process. Now, figure that out. Breaking news and what to make of it. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The answer. Hear the latest reporting and analysis on the big stories of the day on the Daybreak Insider Podcast. It's top-notch reporting from SRN News, along with the sharpest insight from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Sebastian Gorka, and the voices of townhall.com. The Daybreak Insider Podcast. It's your first look at today's top stories. Available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. Are you longing to find your soulmate, but you're tired of online dating, singles ministries, blind dates, or even being set up on bad dates by well-meaning family and friends? If none of that's worked for you and you have no idea how to meet marriage-minded men or even truly Christian men who will seek you out for a lasting, committed relationship without the head games, then I invite you to join me in my free Married in 12 Months Challenge. Look. There's nothing good or sacred or even noble about sitting in the waiting room. So in this challenge, I'm going to teach you why now is your time to find love. What are the lies that are holding you back? Why God wants you married, the biblical law of attraction, and the tools you need to become a bride. Don't wait any longer. Just sign up for my free Married in 12 Months Challenge today at lovestories.com and you can step into the love story that God has already written about you. That's lovestories.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Remaining pretty busy as we try to finish up our rush hour here, but you're still going to see plenty of delays Parkway West outbound. 79 to 60, close to a 10-minute delay there. Still hanging on to some volume delays. Parkway East, it's busy both ways into the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Heavy as well inbound 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Stacking up outbound 28. Volume delays, Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. 
Weather. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. Expect a thunderstorm around this evening, then areas of fog late. It will be humid with a nighttime low of 63. Areas of morning fog tomorrow. Otherwise, partly sunny skies will reach a high tomorrow of 81. Clear skies for tomorrow night with a low of 63. Mostly sunny skies for Sunday. We'll wrap up the weekend with a high of 87. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college, learn new instruments, start skateboarding. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Snarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Brandon Tatum doesn't see a fair fight. Why did we politicize the federal government and attack Hillary Clinton and all of the Democrats? Going after Nancy Pelosi. We, we, you know, it's funny because I get it that we're trying to play fair, but, but how are you going to play fair in a rigged game? How? Why are you trying to play by the rules and the other side, they, they didn't set the rules on fire and, and, and threw it off a building? The Officer Tatum Show, weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The answer. This is the John Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, um, we were going to have Selena Zito on right now. And uh, she uh, just let me know that she's in a dead cell area, so she's not, we don't know if we're going to get her. So um, I don't know if you're out there listening, uh, Selena, but um, if you call in here, I'll text you the number to call, and when you think you have uh, service, you call us. Uh, And in the meantime, I will, well, you know what I'll do? Um, I'm going to uh, try something here, since we, uh, this is what happens sometimes when you're doing live radio. I'll let you call if you'd like. I'm talking to you, the listener. Um, Mike is in there ready to take your call. And we'll think if you want to call in, um, 844-302-1250, 844-302-1250. And um, if, we, uh, if we get Selena, we'll talk to Selena. If we don't, if you want to call, we'll talk to you on any subject. Uh, I don't care, sports, politics, it's hey. It's Friday, and I'm about 20 minutes from getting out of here. So, and so is Mike. <laughs> we don't care, but so ahead and call. In the meantime, um, this gives me a chance. I, th- th- I I came across something today that I um, I actually I well I didn't have I, I knew that I wouldn't have time to really get into it today, and I I really had no way of um, of uh, getting a hold of the of the author of this thing, but. I came across a um, a thing on Substack today from uh, Emerald Robinson, and um, it's uh, she has looked into a book written by somebody named Thomas Lipscomb about the Kennedy assassination. And if I if I get some time, I will get to that. We have um, uh, we're going to take some phone calls if you're interested, though. At uh, four, I'm sorry, eight four four. 302-1250, but while we're waiting to see if anybody calls in here, um, it's a four-part thing, and it's the uh, this journalist Thomas Lipscomb, who I'm sorry, I don't I don't know who he is, but Emerald Robinson says that uh, he's just completed a new manuscript uh, titled The Oswald Letter, and it contains a number of staggering claims based on newly released documents, as well as fresh accounts from new eyewitnesses who have never before been interviewed. This is the fourth excerpt. Uh, <clears throat> well, I'm looking right now at the, uh, the fourth excerpt, but I'm going to go to the first excerpt here. Uh, this is part one, and uh, it's called um, Oswald's, Oswald's Last Call. And I'm looking right now at a, um, a, a handwritten form from 
November 23rd, 1963, which is the day after the, uh, the assassination. And it's Harvey, Lee Harvey Oswald was allowed to make a phone call. <laughs> and he, so somebody wrote down on this piece of paper, and obviously there was no computer back then, and it wasn't in a typewriter. It's handwritten. But he made a phone call. And the, the slip that I'm looking at was written at about 11 o'clock, and it came from the 10-position telephone operator switchboard a room on the fifth floor of the Dallas Municipal Building, and it was filled out by one of the two operators on duty that night, Mrs. Louis, Louise Swinney, and I can see her, she, her name on here. She has signed this thing. Um, and the telephone calls from the Dallas jail where Lee Harvey Oswald was being held were routed through this switchboard, and the call slip, it says here, is an integral element of the new material that has emerged since the Warren Report that makes possible a more clear understanding of just what the lone nut assassin, quote-unquote, Lee Harvey Oswald, really was. Now, this story uh, was originally developed by a North Carolina academic named Grover Proctor. Operator number one, Louise Sweeney, who had been on duty, informed her arriving colleague, Alveda Trion, that Lee Harvey Oswald would be making a phone call. Now, this is the guy who they thought just had assassinated the President of the United States, and they're, they're saying, hey, listen, uh, this guy, Lee Harvey Oswald, he's going to be making a phone call. They're, like, they're letting this guy make a phone call. And uh, she tells the, uh, her co-worker that Lee, Lee's going to be making a phone call, and the two men would be entering the switchboard room while it was underway, and then the men arrived, and they sat down, and it was Mrs. Treon's impression that they were law enforcement or Secret Service. Lee Harvey Oswald called the switchboard. Hey, this is Lee Harvey. I'm the guy who just assassinated the president. How you doing in there tonight? Lee Harvey Oswald called the switchboard about 10.45 p.m., gave the numbers, and asked to make a collect call to a John Hurt in Raleigh, North Carolina. Both Mrs. Swinney and Mrs. Treon were hooked up to this feed, and both could hear the call. Mrs. Swinney took the call and was poised to send it over to long distance to route the call to Raleigh. I listened and watched very carefully for Mrs. Swinney to place the call with the long-distance operator. She appeared very nervous and visibly shaken. Now, apparently, this is a quote, and this is stuff that the Warren Commission got from talking to these people. For a few minutes, she just sat there trembling. Mrs. Treon would later comment that she understood Mrs. Swinney's nerves, I continued watching and listening, but she did not place the call because Mrs. Swinney's key was closed. It was not possible for Oswald or the men in the equipment room to know what was happening, nor whether she had placed the call that Oswald had requested, but Mrs. Treon did. I was dumbfounded at what happened next, Mrs. Swinney. Opened the key to Oswald and told him, I'm sorry, the number doesn't answer. I'm sorry, you, uh, I'm, <laughs> this is, she's talking to the guy who just assassinated John F. Kennedy. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, uh, I I'm pretty uh, certain. Uh, she said number uh, numbers. She uh, well, I was dumbfounded. She said, "I am sorry. The number doesn't answer." I'm pretty certain she said number and not numbers. She then unplugged and disconnected Oswald. Immediately, the two men in the equipment room came out, thanked us for our cooperation, and left. Mrs. Treon would later say that her lasting impression of the events that night is that Mrs. Swinney had been instructed by someone to not put the call through to Oswald. Earlier that day, Oswald had tried to put a call through to a prominent left-wing lawyer in New York named John Apt, uh, and that call also failed to get through. So here's just a, to sum this up a little bit, because I read this earlier. This guy, John Hurt, that he was trying to call was um, in North Carolina, and he worked for the CIA. That's who, that's, uh, that's who uh, Lee Harvey was trying to call, and um, – but uh, – and, and they're saying that that Oswald had connections with the uh, with the CIA. It says here that the man Oswald was trying to call, John David Hurt, was someone whose name had never been mentioned in a connection to the JFK assassination in any of the voluminous voluminous records. And John David Hurt was an experienced formal former, I should say, special special agent of U.S. Army counterintelligence. Now. Uh, what I found out from reading another excerpt from this, and this book is coming out soon, um, is that Lee Harvey Oswald was trained to be, according to this, 
Lee Harvey Oswald, Oswald was trained to be a defector. He was going to. They, they were training these guys to go to Russia and claim that they wanted to defect, that they hated the United States and they wanted to live in Russia, in the Soviet Union, with the idea being that they would then become counter-spies, which would make Lee Harvey Oswald kind of a hero, because that's pretty tough work. Go to Russia and risk getting killed, and, you know, executed for being a, uh, for being a spy. And, um, and it, the story says that Oswald not only could speak Russian, he could speak it fluently and like a native, to the point that the woman he met and later married, who was a Russian woman, by the way, believed that he was Russian. And that uh, he and she even thought that he spoke with a certain accent uh, because she was Russian. And, you know, it's like having a southern accent, I get, I guess. But here's the so that comes from part two. It says here, Lee Harvey Oswald made his last phone call from his Dallas jail at about 11 o'clock. That was a little over 12 hours before he was shot and killed by Jack Ruby at 12.20 p.m. the next day. Think about this for a minute. What is this happening today? And I always think about this. This guy was, everybody figured that he just had just assassinated the President of the United States. He, had a, he was talking to the media. They were throwing questions at him like he was Chuck Knoll at a, at a press conference, you know, a post-game press conference. And he was telling, hey, I'm a patsy. I, I didn't do it. That, that wasn't me, blah, blah, blah. And this was on national TV when he was being taken out, just two guys arm-in-arm arm with him, taking him through the bowels of the police station there. And Jack Ruby s- steps out from the crowd and shoots him on national TV live. He just assassinated the president of the United States, and they were bringing him out like he was, you know, doing a perp walk of somebody who robbed a bank or something. He, he had killed the president of the United States. So, anyway, uh, the, the call was made to a John Hurt in Raleigh, as they pointed out, North Carolina. The operator handling the call claimed in testimony, this is from testimony now, that she was instructed by her superiors not to put the call through. But just who John Hurt was and why Oswald called him has been a matter of interest, speculation, and misinformation ever since. He was certainly important enough that Oswald's jailers wanted to prevent Oswald making contact with them. A new source in the forthcoming book, The Oswald Letter, finally clears up the mystery with a stunning resolution only hinted at previously. The source, who worked with the CIA for more than 25 years, had first heard John Hurt's name at a secret CIA ONI Office of Naval Intelligence training base at Nags Head, North Carolina, in 1959. Nobody knew what he did, but all he knew was that all he knew who he was was training at the base with him and 40 to 50 other young men, many still in uniform, and one of those was a Marine about his own age, and his name was Lee Harvey Oswald. So he's training a bunch of Marines. One of them is Oswald. Curiously, the name John Hurt never appears in the 27 volumes of the Warren Report. The Dallas operator call slip from Oswald's last phone call was published 10 years later in 1975 as the result of a Freedom of Information request. So this this form that I can see here right on my computer, this was in the in the Warren Commission report, and it, it exists. And so he did make the call. And it was in the appendix of a book called The Coup d'Etat in America. The first time it appeared uh, of any public interest is during the hearings of the House Select Committee on Assassinations, which opened in 1977. On April 11, 1978, three HSCA investigators were sent to Raleigh to interview a John David Hurt. He still had the same number that was used for the Oswald call, unchanged since at least 1958. They also learned that Hurt was a former special agent, former special agent of U.S. Army counterintelligence. Hurst was on full disability pay, badly crippled by arthritis. He claimed to have worked for the state of North Carolina for a few years, and uh, this, the first time he said he had even heard Oswald's name was after the assassination. Hurt said he never called Oswald or received a call from him. He had apparently been contacted several times by members of the press who became aware of his mysterious phone call over the years. So then it goes on to say, in 1981, after Hurt's death, his wife revealed the true story. She claimed she had finally confessed, he had finally confessed to her. She said one of his bouts of alcoholism was set off when he became terribly upset at JFK's death. Hurt had drunkenly called the Dallas jail and asked to speak to Oswald. 
When they wouldn't put him through, Hurt left his name and number and instructions to call him back. That's why Oswald is on that, why that slip is there that Oswald tried to call. He just assassinated the president of the United States. At least everybody believed that he did at the time. And they're letting him make a phone call. And they actually ended up not letting him. But uh, that had to be the only reason Oswald placed the call is because Hurt called him. Now, there are many difficulties with this true story, the most glaring one being why Hurt's wife seemed to find it necessary to tell it at all after her husband's death, apparently to the first researcher who called her. British reporter Anthony Summers was surprised to learn that no less than the HSCA executive director himself, G. Robert Blakey, concluding after studying this episode, the call apparently is real, and and it goes out, it does not come in. That's the sum and substance of it. It was an outgoing call, and therefore I consider it very troublesome material. The direction in which it went was deeply disturbing. This is what they're saying. I saw this today on a substack. Senator Schweiker, Pennsylvania, uh, said uh, there was nothing surprising about it. He was famous for his 1975 statement on CBS Face the Nation, quote, We don't know what happened, but we do know Oswald had intelligence connections. Everywhere you look with him, there are the fingerprints of intelligence. That means CIA, by the way. Schweiker had been chairing a subcommittee looking into the possible CIA involvement with the JFK assassination and had helped bring Blakely's HSCA into existence. Now, I'm going to move down here because I'm running out of time. Uh, Marchetti, this is some guy, Marchetti, uh, who's with the CIA, uh, he's, his conclusion from his CIA experience was that John Hurt was the CIA contact named Oswald had been given to call if he was in trouble and unable to get out of it on his own. The contact would have given to Oswald would have been given to Oswald so he could alert the agency without directly contacting it. Oswald may have expected help by making the contact, but in Marchetti's opinion, making the call to Hurt directly led to the decision to kill. Oswald. That's why they killed him. Jack Ruby killed him. Marchetti was well aware of the Nags Head CNN, I'm sorry, CIA base run by uh, run run by the CIA where Oswald had been sent. Marchetti knew it was a training base for quote false defectors who were being sent into the Soviet Union with the hope that the KGB would try to turn them into agents. Senator Schweiker knew of it as well. The CIA then planned to turn the defectors into double agents who would feel, feed I'm sorry, the Soviets' false information. And just a few months after leaving Nags Head, Oswald was discharged from the Marines only to head to Russia to defect and renounce his citizenship. So um, that's what you got. And once, one thing that puzzled the Warren Commission was Oswald's superb Russian Witness after witness testified Oswald spoke like a native. On the first meeting with him in Minsk, his wife Marina thought that Oswald was a Russian with a Baltic accent. At one of the first top-secret executive sessions of the entire Warren Commission, General Counsel J. Lee Rankin confessed his frustration at being unable to account for it. We are trying to find out what Oswald studied at the Monterey School of the Army in the way of languages. They never did account for it. They never were able to figure out how he learned to speak Russian so well. So that's my filler. Uh, Sorry we weren't able to get Selena Zito, but I found this pretty fascinating. And this is not just the rumblings of some crazed uh, writer. These are based on... This, these things are based on testimony from the Warren Commission. I put a call into Cyril Wecht. I put a, sent him an email, and I wanted to ask him if he was aware of all this. And I may try to do that again next week, uh, but I didn't get a response from Cyril. So I'll just let it lie with what I just told you. You take it from there. And if you if you can find uh, emer, emerald emerald db 3substackcom emerald db the number three dot substack.com you can read it all yourself i'll be right back international travel is open again so now is the perfect time for that trip to israel the trip of a lifetime a trip to the holy land will bring you face to face with one of the most fascinating countries on earth 
more than just a vacation. This meaningful trip is your opportunity to enjoy the freedom to travel again. Walking the ancient streets of Jerusalem where Jesus walked, sailing the Sea of Galilee, and floating in the mineral-rich Dead Sea with its healing and rejuvenating power. Sebastian Gorka and Dinesh D'Souza, along with our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, personally invite you to experience Israel with them this November. To book your trip to Israel, log on to StandWithIsraelTour.com. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to secure your spot. Call today. 855-565-5519. My Pillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. This is John Stoggerwald. You've all helped build My Pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. The Percale bed sheet set is available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale. For example, the queen size is regularly priced at $89.98, but now it's only $39.98 with our listener promo code. Order now because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale sheets are breathable and have a cold, crisp feel. These come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-716-8087. Use the promo code STAG or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I'm out of time, and I can't go into the windshield. But there's an interesting story in here about the windshield on JFK's limo and where whether there was a bullet hole in there and whether the windshield was destroyed. They sent the, the car, uh, I forget where they sent to the to the Ford factory at River Rouge in Detroit, uh, and they, um, they uh, have testimony from somebody who said when it came in, it had a bullet hole that was obviously – came through the front of the window. Now, you've heard the story about the grassy knoll and all that and and the, the discussion about and, – and Cyril Weck, that's why I wanted to talk to him because he's the guy who came up with the magic bullet and said that there's no way one bullet did all the damage that they said it did, and he still says it to this day, 60 years later. Um, so uh, he's the man to talk about uh, this subject with, but there's also in this story – a lot of strange things about what happened with the windshield and the fact that it was, and also a uh, one of the uh, a patrolman, a Dallas patrolman, getting hit with so much brain and skull matter that he thought he had been shot himself when he was falling behind the car. Check it out. I'll talk to you Monday. John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow fan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.